Good morning. I need y'all to be honest with me. Does this sticker make my jacket look too blingy? I mean, because if it's too much, I'll take it off. <laughs> this is, I've been studying and teaching about Mary, and it made me think about my mom, because I was teaching on the mom stuff, and this was my mom. <laughs> Anything that sparkled, she was one of those that would go, ooh, mom, come back, come back, come back. Bling was her squirrel, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, good morning, good morning, good morning. God is so faithful, amen? I believe he has something for us this morning. Do you believe that? Are you ready to receive that? All right, all right, all right. Let's stand up. I sounded like Matthew McConaughey. I'm so sorry. What's next, bongos? Um, Let's get into the word this morning, see what God has for us. Now, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Holy child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the way it centers us. I thank you for the way your word grounds us. Gives us a a, a path to walk on. A place to stand. Father, I pray as your word goes forth today that you would do what you said. I know you will. You send your word, Father, and you begin to watch over it. And I ask that you do this this morning. Father, I'm asking for revelation in the house about the callings that are on the individual lives and this body as we move forward. Father, I ask that we be attentive to you. You have something to say. I pray we wouldn't be distracted in the name of Jesus, but Father, that we would follow hard after you. Lord, everything that is just of me, let them forget it. Let it fall to the ground. But everything that is of you, let it stand and produce fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. What an honor 
and a privilege and a daunting task it is to talk to you today about the mother of Jesus. What a privilege, what a wonderful privilege to do that with you today. As I've studied and and spent time in the Word, um, thinking about her, pondering her, asking the Lord to reveal His heart regarding her, I have to tell you that I have just kind of been blown away. I have just been humbled. I have been um, really kind of heartbroken in, in this as I've gotten into this relationship thing that, that Jesus and his mother must have had, it's uh, really done something to my own heart, and I believe it'll do something to yours this morning too. As I was in my office, I was praying, I said, like I normally do, and I just said, God, what do you want me to tell them about Mary? What would you like me to share with them? about this mother of Jesus. And, and when I ask that, let me tell you something. Did you know God will answer you? Do you know that, that he is all about engaging with you and, and talking with you, spending time with you in his word? And, and as I asked him, what do you want me to share? I have to tell you that this, this overwhelming sense of tenderness entered into my office space. Just this, the, the gentlest spirit, just the, the most compassionate spirit. I just felt that in my office. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just said, I wish you could have known her. I wish you could have known her. And I felt like it, it set me up for this journey because I knew that he was getting ready to share some things with my heart that maybe I didn't see or understand before from the word. Because see, we can read a story a thousand times and never really be in the story. And that's the word of God. And if I can encourage you in one thing this morning, it would be that when you read the word, that you not just read the word but that you get in the story. If you will sit with the Word, if you will sit with the Word and ask God to open it up to you, if you won't just rush through and go, whoo, got my 15 verses in today, I get my check mark. What if you just spent 15 minutes on three words? What if you just spent... 30 minutes on one word? What if you just allowed God to take you where he wants to with his word to open it up and and expound? He loves to share with you. If the word is dry to you, if you sit down with it and you feel like you're not getting anything from the word, pray this prayer when you sit down. God, show me. Put me in the middle of this. Let me see it like a movie going on around me. Let me be in the middle of this moment and then show me, point out the things you want to point out to me. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is just the most wonderful thing. And that's what I felt like he did with this study on Mary. So let's just go there a little bit. The first thing that we know about Mary, the first thing that we really see is we see Gabriel coming to her to share this message that we just read, right? I've read that so many times, so yeah, Gabriel brought the message to Mary. Now let's think about that for a minute. Let's ask God to just take us into the story for a moment. It is important, it is relevant that it was Gabriel that was sent with this message. Why? Why was that important? Because Gabriel is really only seen four times in the Word. 
And every single time that he comes, he brings revelation and a word from God. The very first couple of times that we see him, he's going to Daniel. And he's bringing this word from God the Father, this revelation for Daniel to take to the people. And it's about, I believe the first ones are the ram and the goat and the 70-week prophecy. Daniel, uh, he shares that with Daniel and Daniel's able to share it. He brings revelation from God and he brings wisdom and understanding. That's what the scripture says when he met with Daniel. When he visited Daniel, Daniel was given wisdom and understanding. How many of you would like some wisdom and understanding? Help me, Jesus. (laughs) I need a double portion, Lord. Um, And then the second time we see him, he's gone to Zechariah to share with Zechariah that he and Elizabeth are going to have a son. We read about that, that Elizabeth would conceive in her old age and that they would have a son. This would become John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of Christ. That was a pretty important message. And then we see him with Mary, bringing the message that he brought. Now, see, there are a few things we know about Gabriel that can give us a little bit of insight into this moment with Mary. We know that he's a carrier of revelation. We know he brings word from the Lord so you can trust what he's saying. (laughs) But we also know that his name, his name alone means strength of God. He's also in the word of God known as the angel that stands in the presence of God. So we can kind of make the assumption that when Gabriel went to Mary in that moment, when this young woman stood before this angel of God, this messenger of God, she was standing in the middle of the presence of God. There was revelation from God being released to her and the strength of the Lord would come upon her to do what he had called her to do. That's a whole lot That's a whole lot, this richness that if you will just sit with the word of God and allow God to open it up, it gives you new facets, amen? So she's visited by him and and she does this thing that as this word is released over her, she says, be it unto me as you have said. Be it unto me as you have said. Now, those are just, Just a little sentence that can just fly by, but let's think about that for a minute. Do you understand that when she uttered those words, because of Hebrew tradition and that time frame in which those words were spoken, we know that she was betrothed to Joseph. Histories would tell us that when she stood in front of Gabriel and Gabriel released that word, young men at that time were betrothed usually at the age of 13. The women were 12. So chances are, pretty good chance, that when she stood before Gabriel, received this word from him, she was probably maybe 13 years old. The speculation is that she gave birth to Jesus when he was 14, when she was 14. We don't understand that in our society as much. But to have a 13-year-old girl stand before this angel, no wonder he said, do not be afraid. To stand before him and then for her to go, Be it unto me as you've said. Oh my goodness. We are grown-ups and we can't get those words past our lips. To go, God, whatever this is that you have called me to, that that I would accomplish this in the earth. Lord, be it unto me as you have said. But so often we meet his words with, but what if? And, but what if? 
in what if. And those what ifs stop us from giving God our surrender, from giving God our yes. And when we don't give God our yes, what happens is that seed that should have been planted on the inside of us, that song that should come forth from our lives, doesn't come forth. And we grieve and we don't know what's wrong with us. And we think, you know, well, my life is just falling apart or, or I'm struggling here, I'm struggling there. Maybe God is waiting on your yes so that he can begin to release those things in your life that your heart truly cries for. Then she says, all the generations are going to call me blessed. And see, the, the, I've heard someone teach one time and that sounded almost like all the generations will call me blessed. Now it was all generations will call me blessed because of what you're doing here. And let me tell you something, guys. God watches over that word to perform it. She is still, how many generations later, known as blessed. And it's not just in Christianity or Catholicism. Understand that Mary is acknowledged in all of the other religions as well. Do you understand that hers is the only female name mentioned by name in the Quran? Hindu, acknowledge her. God has fulfilled that word in her life. And let me tell you something, God will fulfill his word in your life. Everything that he has spoken over you, he is at work watching over to do. He's faithful, he doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. And for those of you who have been uh, standing over a word for somebody in your life, God doesn't forget. God does not forget. You might get discouraged. God doesn't forget. And see, this wonderful thing happens when Mary gives God her yes. This song is born from this 13 or 14-year-old girl. We call it the Magnificat. And it is my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Can you even imagine? Let me tell you something. There is a song in you that God wants to release that nobody else can sing. Nobody else can do this thing that God has called you to and he's waiting on your yes. A couple of weeks ago, we had the grandsons and uh, they were at the house and they were in rare form. I mean, that's the best way because their parents are, might be watching. Anyway, they were in this, they're, they're five years old and three, one's almost four, and uh, Hal was running with them in the house, and, and they were running and screaming, you know how dads love to do that with their kids, you know, uh, they hide in the hallways and then jump out and petrify them, it's so cute, and, uh, <laughs> but Bo and Parker would be like, no, 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 and they'd scream and run, and then Hal would hide again, and he'd jump out at them, and then finally they just attacked him, and both of them, you know, ganged up on him in the floor. And I'm thinking, don't hurt him. He's, oh, I mean, never mind. <sighs> older, older. But they were just wrestling and laughing and playing. And I was standing back out of the ruckus. <laughs> and I had this whisper go through my spirit. And the whisper was, do you think we never experienced that? And I knew exactly who that was. 
And it wasn't as if the Holy Spirit had to go, okay, attention, you know you've been studying about Mary and Jesus. I'm getting ready to share something with you that pertains to that. No, his word says his sheep know his voice. His sheep know his voice. And so when I heard that whisper through my spirit, and he said, do you think we never experienced that? Something about that just broke my heart. It just opened up this place in me that went, oh, my Lord, she was human. She was human. We take so much away from Mary when we remove her humanity and give her a place of deity. And what we really need to do is understand that this was a woman child, a human upon the planet that God visited and and invested in and her journey laid out before her. When she said, yes, be it unto me as you've said, She's, you know, all I can do is attribute it to what we do as, as women. And I know this will be slanted toward women a little bit, but you know, you, you find out you're pregnant and you're like, what? (laughs) I don't even remember the drive home. I'm serious. I don't. I I mean, once, once you settle the fact, you know, I just thought, oh, this will be cute. This is going to, aren't they cute? And then they start talking and, uh, and, and you don't really, you have no idea what's going to happen. And, and so when he said, be it unto, when you're going to have this child. And she said, be it unto me. There's no way she could have known what that was going to entail. None of us do. None of us know what being a parent's going to look like. We think, oh, isn't that cute? We're going to get them nice outfits and they're going to behave. They're going to be just these little angels. <laughs> and then they start talking and they talk back. You put them somewhere and they don't stay there. (laughs) And you celebrate everything from first to everything. It's just the most adorable and the cutest thing. You are fully invested. Let me tell you something. Mary was fully invested. I can just hear those little flat toddler feet running through her house. And I can hear her running behind him, chasing him and grabbing hold of that little curly-headed boy. I just imagine he's got this most beautiful dark curly hair, these dark eyes. And when she lifts that little, t- that little shirt to do Zerbix on his tummy, you know he's chubby. I mean, I can just see it all. I can see it all. I can just, this love that she had, she did not withhold herself because of something she thought, oh, down the road, they're going to break my heart. Every one of us would hold our uh, hearts back if we thought for a moment that our children were never going to break our hearts. But no, she loved fully. And the cost would be full. The cost would be a lot. She would walk through with him through things she never imagined. I was watching Justin during praise and worship. I know I was supposed to be paying attention. But I was watching Noah put his elbow in, in Justin's beard <laughs> and just run it across and just laugh. He just thought it was the best thing. And, and here's Justin singing around the elbow, you know. Because Justin's all in, you know. I watched Sherry with Hadassah and Ruby and Lucia. You think for a moment their hearts aren't all in? I watched Jack and Bo this morning, which Bo's hair is fabulous. You got to see him. Do you think these parents are not fully invested? Don't you think they would jump in front of a truck in a heartbeat for these babies? Mary did no less. 
No less, she was in it. She was, she was in this thing, and there's no way she could have known what it was going to entail. But let me tell you, she was flesh and blood. She was flesh and blood. God did not remove the pain of labor from her. It says nowhere that she was anesthetized against everything that was going to happen, that she would be in this bubble and not be affected by the pain that her child is going to walk through. Have you ever had your child get hurt? Wouldn't you trade places with them in a heartbeat? Wouldn't you, if they were sick, wouldn't you just like a million times rather you be the one that's sick than them? That's where they were. I walked into a funeral of a friend that her baby, her two-year-old son had passed. There is no comfort for that outside of the Holy Spirit. And I remember standing with her and her going, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. Get me out of here. I can't breathe. That's the love that God places in the hearts of the parents in this space. And let me tell you why he does that. He does that so that you can know how much greater his love is for you. That devastating, give anything, sell it all kind of love. That's what he put in you for them because that's what he has for you. In a measure that we will never understand. We have to understand Mary's humanity. If we're going to understand Nathan, if we're going to understand the price that she paid. Someone tell me I'm only dreaming 
she exhales and that breath is released and that smile comes to her face do you know for a moment she thought her journey that she had completed the task 
She didn't know what she would walk through with him. She didn't know, but the words say, I'll hold you in the beginning and you will hold me in the end. To imagine what he walked through with her. You know, one of his final acts on the planet. And I will paraphrase, but he looked down and he says, John, take care of her. And from that point forward, John took Jesus' mother into his home. Never doubt for a moment. He loved his mother and his mother loved him. She gave him her yes, not knowing the cost. But can I tell you, it was worth every single step. It was worth every piercing pain. And you know it full well. You have children. It's worth it. It's worth it. And your yes before God is worth it. It's worth it. If I can have the worship team. Will you allow God to birth something in you? Will you allow him to bring forth in your life what he longs to bring forth in your life? It just takes your yes. It just takes your yes. Would you stand with me?